Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. I am so excited tonight. We have an awesome interview. We have Franz Drawing coming up. He is a videographer and a photographer, and we're going to be talking about tonight his life story along with promoting his documentary, which just came out, titled Battlefields of the Mind. So I'm going to get to a brief introduction for him in a moment. We've got a lot to get to tonight. We've got some special guests calling in later, so I want to try to condense my intro, which can sometimes be a little wordy. Uh, he's going to join tonight so many amazing people that I've had the opportunity and have been fortunate to interview I've interviewed everyone from uh, rock bands to musicians, filmmakers, entrepreneurs, comedians, and the list is on. So please check out the podcast. And my show is all about supporting people in the entertainment industry. A little bit about myself. I have my doctorate degree in clinical psychology. And one of the things I love to do is interview people. And then I'm also, um, I have a passion for the entertainment industry. I'm a singer-songwriter with an album out. I also do some writing for some magazines. I'm looking to get involved in writing for some shows. So I thought, what a, what a better thing to do than to combine my two backgrounds and create a show to support people. I do everything independently. I know how difficult and challenging the industry can be. So my show is here to provide support and spread the word about my guests. So on my show, you'll get a really good taste of what these people's lives are like, what it's like to be in their profession. A couple of things to keep in mind. I do want my guests to feel open and grounded to talk about whatever they'd like, but I also just request that if you want to tell any embarrassing, humiliating stories, et cetera, feel free to share them. I love comedy, but uh, just keep any identifying information out and anonymous. Also, although I mentioned that I'm a clinical psychologist, my show is meant purely for entertainment purposes, and I will not be doing uh, any type of formal therapy, even though a lot of my guests uh, say that they could use a uh, therapist or psychologist in their life. So, okay, if you're tuning in, create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com, and you can dial in at 805-243-1320 if you have any questions. I do have a chat room open, but I am a one-person show, so if you do want to post some questions in the chat room, I will try to go back and forth as much as I can. Okay, so let me introduce uh, Fran. So I had the opportunity to meet Fran when I had interviewed the hard rock band I Empire on my show. Amazing band. Check out the podcast for these guys. They were just on a couple of weeks ago. And uh, when I was talking with them, they had talked about how they were involved in a project called Battlefield of the Mind, where they had put uh, some of their music on the soundtrack. And we were talking about it in Fran, and I was really interested in what he was doing. So I reached out to him and uh, invited him on the show. Fran is a videographer and photographer. He has over 20 years' experience. He's one of the top-notch rock photographers and videographers out there. Um, he's involved with everything from concert, studio photography, album packaging, making documentaries, and touring with fans. What fun is that? Uh, he's done tours with national acts like Stained, Nickelback, Shinedown, Caesar, and uh, many more. So tonight, as I said, he's going to be talking about his documentary, Battlefield of the Mind, and this uh, he just completed. It features Aaron Lewis from Stained, who co-produced it with him, and it also focuses on the tragic story of our homeless veterans and those suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, I have some experience working in my profession with that. It's a serious condition. I wanted to do a brief intro just to let people know what it's about, and I really recommend you purchase his documentary and a soundtrack. Go to 
chill.com forward slash B-O-T-M. And that's C-H-I-L-L.com forward slash B-O-T-M. And it really does an excellent job. Um, it's very emotional, so get ready to cry when you watch this uh, documentary that he did. But it really hones in on these veterans who come back. They have this serious um, psychological condition called post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, they're talking about how this impacts their lives. Um, a lot of these people end up homeless because they're unable to cope with the events that they've experienced when they were over uh, in the war and exposed to traumatic events. Um, a little bit about the diagnosis, it, it typically involves a person being exposed to a traumatic event in which the person witnesses experiences or is confronted with some type of a situation where it could involve, you know, potentially death or serious injury. The person responds with intense fear, helplessness, and horror. Um, these are often people that are in war and combat, um, people exposed to natural disasters, someone who might have been uh, caught in some type of a terrible storm, and also people who have severely been physically and sexually abused. That's just a couple of the things. I mean, this could be people who are bullied and harassed in school. Uh, the things that they experience is re-experiencing the event, and this can occur in a variety of ways. I don't want to get into too many details, but, you know, hallucinations, uh, having flashbacks, dreams. Um, the other thing is that they always have usually an avoidance of stimuli that remind them of the trauma and a numbingness of responsiveness. So these people want to avoid any types of feelings, thoughts associated with it. Uh, they might see a garbage bag on the street and, you know, have a flashback and think that reminds them of, you know, a body in it from when they were over in the combat. And lastly, they often experience persistent symptoms of increased arousal. They're very hypervigilant, uh, very paranoid. They are irritable. They can have anger outbursts, um, difficulty sleeping. And those are some of the things. And the main thing is that the condition does lead to a significant impairment in social, occupational, interpersonal functioning. In France, again, video really illustrates all of these things. Um, so you can really get a good educational background, too, along with the um, devastation that these people are experiencing when they, when they come back and they don't have much to go to. So we're going to talk tonight, like I said, about video. Let's bring him on now, and uh, we will get into his life story and then do a lot of talking about promoting battlefields of the mind. Okay, so let's see. Oh, no. Fran, I don't know what your number is right now. Let me see. Hold on a second here. I got a bunch of people on hold, and uh, all right. I'm assuming this is probably you. Is this Fran? Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. Is this Fran? No, it is not. Oh, it's not. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Let me bring Fran on. Who's this that I'm talking with? I got tons of people in the switchboard. Oh, it's not. Okay, hold on. Hello. Ooh, who's this that I'm speaking with? Hello? All right. I'll put you back on hold. Sorry about that. Hello? Hello. Is this Fran? This is Fran. Okay. I have a couple people in the switchboard. I don't know what that other what happened with the other person though, because uh they were just kinda hanging on. But let's do okay. the uh let's start your interview and then please if anyone wants to hang on the phone, hang on in the switchboard. I will get to you in a little while. You can listen to the interview too while Fran is uh doing it. But I really want to hone in on Fran for a while here. Okay. All right, Fran. So, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. 
You're welcome. And um, let's start a little bit about talking just about you, just kind of growing up. What were you like as a kid? How did you start getting involved in uh, being interested in videography and photography? So just I'd like to kind of place out the journey a little bit so that we can get into where you're at today. Sure, yeah. So I grew up, uh, I was actually born in Spain, uh, in Rota, Spain. My father was in the, in the military over there and met my mother. And okay. moved back to the States when I was just a couple of years, three or four years old. And my father got a job for Lockheed Martin, which led us to Atlanta. That was where I, I grew up. And at about, oh, I don't know, I, I would sneak my camera to concerts at a young age, you know, just like little... <laughs> just crappy cameras, just trying to get as close to the band as I could just to get shots for memories or whatnot, not thinking that, you know, it would turn into a profession or anything. And uh, after a few years of doing that, people would look at my shots and be like, man, you got a really great eye for, for this stuff. And I really never thought anything about it <clears throat> until I started noticing a little bit a few years later. I was like, you know what, these are some pretty cool shots, just as good as anything I'm seeing in some of my favorite metal magazines like, Nice. You know, I'd be, you know, I'd read Metal Edge magazine or Hit Parader or Rolling Stone or whatnot, and I was just like, you know, I'm gonna submit my photos and see. And I would call these publishing companies, and I would just get hung up on basically because they don't need a oh, photographer. No. You know. How old were so, you? And how old were you when you were first starting out to, you know, call these publishing companies? Would you know give us a kind of a, uh, a guideline of where you were at? Probably twenty, nineteen to twenty years old, I guess. You know. Okay. Yeah, so I, I finally got through to Metal Edge magazine, and it was the New York office, and they messed up and got their crosswires mixed or something and gave me the uh, actual editor's home address to send these photos to in Los Angeles. <laughs> uh, her name was Jerry Miller, and if anybody knows Jerry Miller, she's uh, she can be a trip. But uh, I sent my photos wow. into her, and you know, maybe three or four months, never heard anything, and I get a, a, a letter in the mail from McFadden Publishing, which is Metal Edge, and they used a photo of Alice Cooper that was in my portfolio on the cover of the magazine. So my first photo ever was of Alice Cooper on the cover of Metal Edge magazine. It just kind of snowballed. Wow. But you but yeah. you had no clue? Or you said you got a letter indicating it was going to be on the cover? Well, I got a, what they call back then a picture purchase voucher. They kind of dictated to you what they were going to pay you. And, uh, you know, after doing that for a few years, I was like, you know what, this is not paying the bills. You know, a lot of people have perceptions that you're going to get rich shooting for Rolling Stone or all these other magazines, but in fact, right. they don't pay anything, even back then when, you know, labels had money and stuff. So the money is in album photography, touring, you know, doing advertising photography. And, uh, you know, that's why I started honing my skills in on that so I could actually make a living at it. Very cool. Very cool. That's an interesting story. So by mistake, you got this mm -hmm. person's basically personal information. That's great. That's yeah, great. and, it, and you, what's um, funny is I was going to tell this one story to us that's pretty all right. You got everyone to school for any of this for, for video or editing or photography. And uh, I was part of uh, NARIS, which is the Grammys. And I got asked to go speak at Georgia State, you know, to a bunch of students that are taking, you know, film photography or whatnot. Wow. And a couple of them were like, where did you go to school? You know, this whole thing was all about education. So it was kind of 
Mm-hmm. I'm aware that I had zero education in film or photography, and I'm supposed to sit here and tell these kids to, you know, stay out of it. You know, a lot of it's luck. A lot of it's, you know, who you know. And obviously, you know, you definitely have to have the skill, you know, or you won't last very long. And I'm very fortunate to be in this industry for this long. That's awesome. Did you have anyone in your family that was involved in that type of a field that was guiding you at all, or is it, it was just basically all self-taught? Yeah, just all self-taught. Uh, you know, wow. My father's father side, you know, the family are engineers. My mother the a nurse, you know. So, yeah, just all self-taught, you know, a lot of hours in front of the computer. Yeah, no, I, can, I hear you. Do you have any siblings, any brothers or sisters? No, only child. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Very interesting. So, okay, so you're in your 20s. You're, you're finally starting to get some, like you said, some notoriety, some recognition. So how do you start getting involved? Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, growing up, what were some of your, your favorite bands? You know, who were the bands that you liked listening to? Um, and then you mm-hmm. can talk a little bit about how you got involved with some of the major you know, bands that you've been working with. Sure. Uh, growing up, I was a metalhead. I mean, the first thing I got exposed to, and I don't even know how, was Alice Cooper. And to <laughs> see this guy come out on stage and kill himself three or four times a night by hanging himself, cutting his head off, or, you know, stabbing himself with a sword and chomping at babies and stuff. And, you know, we were back in Spain, and I asked my mother, you know, Alice Cooper was playing a bullfighting arena there, and I was like, I want to go see Alice Cooper. And, you know, she thought it was some play or something. She had no idea. She took me to go see Alice Cooper <laughs> and lost her mind. She's like, what are you doing watching this horror show, you know? And then, right. you know, then yeah, so that was cool back then. And I started, you know, Judas Priest is hands down my favorite band of all time. You know, to me, okay. Megadeth, I love, uh, you know, obviously Metallica. Um, made mostly old school metal. You know, I'm a big fan of. Cool, very cool. So, okay, so your mom takes you to see this stuff. She thinks, does, do your parents at any point say to you, you know, you're crazy for getting into this field, or you know, it's really challenging? How are you going to be able to make it? Even though you did make it, was there any mm-hmm. people that were kind of doubting, or was everyone supportive of what you were doing? Pretty much everybody was supportive. You know, my mom really still doesn't know what the hell I do. You know, she's like, what exactly do you do? You know, she's Spanish and can barely speak English, so she has a hard time grasping what I really do. She's never come out to me on the road or any of the big productions or anything. So all she sees is a finished product and cries when she sees my name in the credits, you know, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, but she's still kind of lost. But, yeah, no, nobody's ever doubted me. You know, my father completely supported me. Um, That's awesome. You know, yeah, you know, mostly my father's side of the family are all here. My mother's side is all in, in Europe still, but you know, every, everybody loves the perks when I when I come through town or whatnot to get tickets and passes and stuff. And I love seeing the oh, family. Sure. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Okay, so I guess digress a little bit back to you know when you're starting to get some recognition. Let's start talking about mm-hmm. some of the bands that you start getting involved with and, and doing some work with and kind of use that sure. to guide us to where you're at today. You know, there's a there's a magazine in the UK called Metal Hammer and they jumped overseas here. Uh I can't remember who the publisher was, but they licensed the name for a while. And I'd gotten a call to see if I wanted to be a, like a photojournalist for the magazine, like their their head person. And I jumped on it. You know, it was a great opportunity for me. Even though I don't write, I was just like having friends, you know, translate for me because my grammar's horrific. 
But uh, I'll do all these shows and, you know, take photos or reviews or whatnot. And uh, it only lasted a year, and then it kind of folded and really did well here in the States. And uh, through that magazine, uh, there, there was a tour back in 99 or 2000 called Tattoo the Earth. And it was a big festival tour, and there were these, you know, Slayers, Slipknot, Seven Dusts. Uh, wow. You know, just Head P.E., all these up-and-coming killer bands. And uh, mm-hmm. I really wanted to, I wanted to get on that tour. I'd never toured before. And uh, I found the main promoter, Scott Alderman, and he just – it took me three months to get his email. You know, nobody would give me his email address or they were just apprehensive of doing it. But I, I finally got it. I sent him a brief email saying, hey, I'd love to be your tour photographer if you don't have one already. And he sent me a one-sentence email back saying, send me your book. Here's the address. Send him the book. You know, he called me back, you know, as soon as he saw it, I was like, you're hired, except I'm not going to pay you because we don't have any money. And you have to get yourself oh, to gosh. Portland, Oregon. Yeah. So the tour started <laughs> in Portland, Oregon. I'm still in Atlanta at the time. So I greyhounded to Portland, Oregon to start this tour. And uh, I'd already done some work with Slipknot, so like Guitar Player Magazine and, you know, some of these metal magazines. Or not. I built a pretty good relationship with one of the guys, uh, Mick Thompson, mm-hmm. one of the guitarists. And he and I are still good friends. But, uh, you know, we had a blast on that tour. It was like summer camp. I met so many cool people that I'm still friends with. Matter of fact, a friend of mine, John Alta, it was his first tour. I think he may have been 17 years old. We're still friends today, you know, 15 years later, 13 years later. Nice. Whatnot. That was kind of my first taste of touring and have been on the road ever since. That's amazing. And what is it like? I mean, Give us just kind of a you know a, a snippet or a clip of what is it like a day in the life on a tour bus? I mean, is it crazy? Is it do you sleep at all? Yeah. Is it just <laughs> well, it depends on who you're touring with, really. I tell right. you, uh, the, the first tour it was a lot of fun. It was just debauchery. I was on a crew bus. You know, we were banging chicks, getting drunk, high, whatever. <laughs> and then you know that you know you don't last very long doing that, and. uh you know, some of the other, like, Stained, you know, they don't really party. You know, Aaron's mellow. You know, Mooshock's got kids. Stuff okay. like that. So that. That was more like a family atmosphere. It was really cool. You know, I was, you know, still am there. Yeah, I think they, you know, I sit yeah, better with that atmosphere than the partying atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, it can be a bit much. You know, then there's the fun tours. Like, you know, a lot of people give a lot of shit grief to Nickelback, but they're one of the funnest bands to tour on earth. You know what I mean? If they want to party, Chad will give you a hundred backstage passes and you'll go find a bunch of hot chicks, you'll have a party, or, you know, do the show, hop in your bus, cruise off, you know, and see them. Those guys right. are a lot of fun. You know, the, the Shine Down guys are great. You know, they're workout freaks. I tried to do the uh insanity workout with them over the summer and uh lasted three days. I was, you know, driving <laughs> in the corner and all this other shit, so it didn't last for wait, me. Wait, that was with, wait, you said that was with Shinedown you were doing the Insanity workout? Yeah, those guys, <laughs> are the best band on planet Earth, let me tell you. Great guys, too, man. And, and That's proud awesome. Those guys look awesome, you know what I mean, are in great shape, so I just couldn't do it, I couldn't hang. And, uh, you know, the Godsmack was great, I had a great time with the Godsmack this past summer, and, uh, you know, it's, it's it's fun. I mean, it's not what people think it is. There's a lot of times where you're just sitting in the parking lot for 15 right. hours and waiting for a show. And then it's cool oh when you gosh. do 
you know, theaters like the House of Blues is and, and small theaters in the city so that we can actually get off the bus and go explore a little bit and treat it like a vacation. And then right. the ultimate Europe and overseas, that's that's the best part because it is a vacation. You know, a lot of work, but still, I mean, you can see some stuff a lot of people don't get to see. That's amazing. No, it's, it's just phenomenal that you've been able to make, like you said, a career out of it and you're – you know, very talented at what you do. And, again, people have to check you out, so I'm just going to give you a plug right now, but we'll do more later. Everyone check them out. Go to franstrine.com, and all the information is in the bio on them, too, on my uh, station page for him. So tell us a little bit about some upcoming uh, projects that you have, and then we'll start getting into uh, Battlefield of the Mind. Sure. Uh, well, currently, besides promoting the film, Battlefield of the Mind, I have been in the studio with uh, Jason Newstead of Metallica fame, uh, thanks to Mike Mushok, because he is now their full-time guitar player as well, and he gave me a call. I, I kind of knew what was going on, you know, and they made it official finally. He called me up. He's like, hey, man, you know, Jason's looking for a video guy, and I recommended you. you know, can you send some stuff over to him and uh, see what happens? I'm like, sure, man. You know, and I got the call to go over there and, into his making of DVD and an EPK and, and whatnot, and it's been insane. I mean, those are the hardest working guys I have ever, ever been with. You know, they recorded That's the entire awesome. album. Yeah, from the time Mike joined the band till the album was complete and they're on the road, it was like six or seven weeks. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah, he's the coolest guy ever. You know what I mean? For a guy that's in his position, you know, sell those mm-hmm. main records, very, very top of the heap. He's just the coolest laid-back person that I've had to deal with. It was awesome. Great experience. So now I'm going to be delving into the whole editing. You know, uh, my son and I, my son's kind of following in my footsteps, but doesn't want to get into music. He's done more of the, you know, feature film type thing, so he's in film school now. But uh, kind of comes with me and assists me on some stuff. You know, he went to Europe with me to do the Dolly Parton DVD, and that was really successful. It just went gold uh, last year. Congratulations. Um, awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, but, you know, he came over with me. We filmed the last bit of the interview stuff with Jason. Spent about four hours in his place just nailing him and drilling him with all these questions to to make this a really cool DVD. And I think it's going to be odd. I think all the fans are going to trip out when they see how hard this guy works and how much fun they have in the studio. It's been a long time since I've had a lot of fun in the studio. Right, right pretty daunting, you know, seven months in the studios, you know, a lot of, a lot of inner, inner turmoil and then losing a band member to, you know, it's just, it was a difficult time for everybody. Oh gosh, like, I, yeah, I can't even imagine just the, yeah, like you said, just the, the interpersonal dynamics that go along, having to be able to get along with each other, you know, somehow come to an agreement when you're recording stuff, if people have different ideas or different, you know, input, so, right, Wow. Right. Well, I can't wait to check it out when it's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. All right, cool. So, yeah, if you want to share any other information, of course, interspersed throughout the show, feel free to do that. But uh, sure. let's uh, get into talking about um, Battlefield of the Mind and, and just tell us a little bit about your background um, and how you got into choosing to do this project. I mean, it's it's an amazing project and so great that you're involved in supporting, you know, this just it's just you know it's atrocious to see these poor people come home sure. and they basically you know serve the country for us and they don't have much to go to um but we'll definitely talk right. about some of the people in the um documentary that are doing some great things too so 
So tell us a little yeah. bit about how you fell into that. Yeah, so I had no intentions of ever doing a documentary on homeless veteran at all, ever. Uh, I didn't know what I wanted to make one on, to be honest with you. I just remember being on tour with Stained last May of last year, actually. So it's not even been barely a year yet. And okay. talking talking to Aaron and Mike, you know, I, wrote, I rode on the bus with Mike Bushock and uh, Johnny April and Sal. And I was just like, man, I, I really want to do something that's not music. I'm so burnt out on it and would really like to hone in on something else, but I just didn't know what it was. And I was coming up with all these other ideas, like, you know, I don't know. I can't even, I don't even know, to be honest with you. <laughs> but, but I was, I'll tell you this. I moved to San Francisco about a, a year and a half ago. And the one thing I did notice is there was a lot of homeless people, young people, you know, in their early 20s to early 40s. And I never thought about it, you know, just like, what these idiots doing out here, you know? It's like, just like anybody else wouldn't do, and they just stigmatize it. It was just, you know, indigents mm-hmm. or, or whatnot, drug addicts. And I finally just sat down and talked to one of these guys and, you know, the majority of them were veterans that served in Afghanistan and Iraq. I was shocked. I couldn't believe the stories they were telling me of how they ended up homeless, you know, due to family members not recognizing them when they come home due to the PTSD and the mood outbursts and and whatnot to falling through the, the VA system, which is completely hamstrung right now, or waiting for their benefits from the, uh, from the DOD. You know, some of these guys are waiting a year, two years, to qualify for any money. In that meantime, they're, you know, losing jobs, losing families, losing their support system. And then mm-hmm. once a guy gets homeless, man, it's it's all downhill from there, you know. And that's why I decided, I was like, you know what, in this country with all the wealth that we have or supposedly have, how can this yeah, throat Yeah, right. I was – so, you know, I went back out on the road and I told – Aaron, he's like, you ever think of anything for your documentary? I was like, actually, yeah, I have, you know. And one thing Aaron Lewis is is a, is a patriot. He loves America, mm-hmm. he's a soldiers or whatnot. And he's like, I will back you on this. If you need anything, you let me know, and I will put my name on it because this is something I strongly believe in. So I was like, all right. So I started doing some research, and uh, there's a site called Kickstarter, which is a crowdfunding platform where you come up with a cool idea, present it to the people, and then people donate money for, you know, yep. pledge money. And you get a reward in return for your pledge. So the more money you, you want to give, the bigger the reward you get. So there are rewards from just, you know, the signed DVDs, the T-shirts, the dinner with Aaron Lewis, you know, and, and we sold out of all of those really quick. And... uh you know, we had a goal of about thirty-five or $36,000. I can't remember, but we met that goal in like a week and a half. It was crazy. Wow. That's unbelievable. We wound up with a lot more money, which meant a lot more time filming. Uh, unfortunately, for some of the people that donated the money there, you know, the, the film was going to be released in August of last year. Mm-hmm. And that didn't happen because we were still filming. You know, the, the extra money gave us the leisure to really go and tell the story the way it needed to be told. And then, uh, you know, even just the one-man operation here, so I'm kind of like in charge of printing all the DVDs, all the CDs, you know, T-shirts and everything else, and shipping. So I've been shipping all week. And I can tell you that the lady in San Rafael, <laughs> when she's 
I'm not happy with you. <laughs> had words the other day and everything else, but I told her what the cause was for, and she's kind of relaxed a little bit. You know? Right, right. No, I saw you posting on uh, Facebook some of the, you know, the huge bins you had of all this stuff. I was like, wow, because you were shipping a lot of stuff out. That's insane. And, uh, yeah. you know, so signed on. We put it up on the Stain website and promoted it heavily, and the funds came. People went crazy for it, you know, and uh, went out on the mm-hmm. streets and, and these people. And, you know, and it, it took a minute for some of these guys to open up. And my the way I wanted to film this was I didn't want it to be sugar-coated or fluffy. I wanted it to be raw and real and get in the streets with these guys. You know what I mean? I don't want to take them into a hotel room and mic them up. You know, so I'm in the streets with these guys getting their stories. It was gnarly. You know, it was, it was really, really bad. It was, it was a very difficult film to make. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, how did you, I mean, like I said, I was just, you know, sitting on my couch watching this hour and a half documentary and like I said it was you know extremely emotional um it was you know mentally draining it was just devastating you know how did you personally cope with that being that you're out there in the field and you're you know talking with these people on a daily basis and putting this project together I mean were Mm -hmm. there any moments that you know you struggled and and if so how did you cope with it oh yeah I had depression for a while it really it really hit me hard, you know. I never really, like I said, I never really thought about it, you know. So I started mm-hmm. hearing these guys. They told me what they were actually going through and, and seeing them starve and, you know, with open wounds on their body, they can't get healed with, you know, severe toothaches to the point where they want to almost commit suicide. And they go to the VA and they tell them, well, you have to wait till Wednesday after next. You know, that's really right. hard. And hearing these stories and just being out there day after day for you know, five months straight, I guess I was with these guys. It was tough and a lot of crying on my end, like I'd be interviewing guys and I'm pretty much a softie. And right. you know, oh shit, you know. I don't want people to hear me sobbing in the background. And there was one instance in the film you'll you'll see a guy named Jeff McMillan, staff sergeant Jeff McMillan. I think I met him in Kentucky. He came to a staying okay. show the meet and greet package. Yeah. The, he's in the film and he was just out there standing I had no clue to be in the film be honest with you, but I was outside gathering the guys for the meet and greet. I saw him, and uh, he was wearing a his uh, vest from Afghanistan and a military hat. I reached mm-hmm. out to him for a service, and he literally went to his knees weeping, you know, because somebody thanked him, you know. I, yep. we, so it was tough. I was just like, you know what, I'm going to do something special for this guy, so... I put him at the end of the line so that Aaron could have some special time with him because come to find out they did over 200 missions he did in his team in Afghanistan while listening to Stained. That yeah. kind of got them lose anybody, you know, physically but mentally. You know, a lot of the guys came back with PTSD. But, you know, he was one of them. And, you know, it was time for Aaron to see him. And there's probably, it was a pretty big meet and grab. So there's seven or 80 people in it. And uh, the whole band was there, and I'm sitting there filming it. And, you know, he hands there in his jacket, and just they both break into tears. And I was crying and shaking so hard, I literally had to hand my camera to Mike Mushock, the guitar player. And it was like, mm-hmm. hand it off, tearing up. And it was it was a tough thing. And, and, and McMillan's story is just heartbreaking, you know. Right. And, uh, yeah. yeah, there's definitely a lot of heavy stuff in there, but I don't want to freak people out because – you know, there there's some great things that happen in the film too when it turns around right. and uh, yeah. And that's, too- one of, 
yeah, let's talk about, like, again, like, we don't want people to be scared out there. We want you to buy this film. It's Like I said, it's extremely informative. It's, you know, very touching. It's, it's heartbreaking at times, but it, it really, you know, lets you see what's going on out there. And I think, too, on the flip side, the positive side of it, and I even learned some stuff myself, even, you know, being a psychologist and the different types of treatments that are out there, you know, the program Pathway um, and what, else, what was the other one that they had, Veterans First. And I really thought Pathway was interesting to me because he talked about different things they're doing, like with the, the fly fishing and the equestrian yeah. type of therapy with the horses. And I thought that's so, I've heard of that stuff before, but it was cool to hear about someone saying, you know, there's so many different mediums that you can use. It doesn't just have to be talk therapy. So why don't you talk a little bit about those different programs and the the good stuff that they're doing for these people? Yeah, like, you know, the Pathway Home is probably the most cutting-edge place that I've, that I've encountered mm-hmm. so far. They do a lot. They do a lot of art therapy. Like, the one day I went there to go film, they were doing art therapy. They had these, like, mime masks or whatever, you know, those those just plain masks and they were having the guys drawing what they look like on the outside, but on the inside of the mask, how you feel on the inside. When you turn that mask around to see the inside of that person's thought process, it's scary. Wow. Blood everywhere and flash and just Mm -hmm. nightmares, you know. So they're kind of getting it out that way, and they're making cards for, you know, Christmas cards or whatnot. Um. Like I said, they have PTS dogs. You know, one of the guys we interviewed had a dog sitting right next to him. You don't see it in the film, but, you know, uh, it's a beautiful German Shepherd PTS dog, and that that definitely helps the guys a lot, having a companion there that doesn't judge or anything else or yell back at you. Uh, right. They do a lot of the city to go to museums or whatnot. So instead of just keeping them institutionalized, just that they're dwell on it, that doesn't do any good. So they, they do a lot of great stuff. Um you know, I cannot forget the boot campaign. Those guys were there from day one for me. They they kind of reached out and knew what I was doing early on, and uh, they're actually the executive producer of the film. And they, uh, you know, they helped fund a little bit of it because they knew what what I was doing. And they're just great. I mean, they provide homes for veterans. You know, give money to, you know, help these guys in the counseling if they need some bills paid or whatnot. Um, right. Versus another great one because they are peer-to-peer. You know, it's veterans working with veterans. And that's what these guys want. You know, they go to the VA and they're talking to scholars that don't know what they've been through or have not been in the right. ship with them. They can't really Wait. understand relate right. to what this gone through is. So, you know, veterans first, definitely two thumbs up. I spent a lot of time there with those guys. And, uh, you know, we actually got one guy off the streets and got him through veterans first. He got him a job, and now he's in permanent home and housing. He's been on the street since '08, actually. Wow. You know, back and, uh, working, doing his stuff. He's a great artist, and uh, you know, making a living for himself. That's great. And also mentioned uh, the military assistance mission too. That was one that you had. You know, the woman that we had talked about, the one who was very emotional, who left her son, and talk a little bit about what she's doing. Yeah, man, was a great organization, too. Matter of fact, if people want to put this on their calendars, if they live in the Phoenix, Arizona area, myself, mm-hmm. Pete Murray, and Neil Godfrey from Lowfro are all going to go there and do a fundraiser for Margie Bonds. And she's the founder of Military Assistance Mission. 
which is named after her son who was killed in action. And uh, her story is gut-wrenching. You know, I, mm-hmm. I still do that piece without weeping because I actually, you know, we're, we're friends now. And I'm friends with a lot of these guys. Even the homeless guys you see in the film, we keep in pretty much constant contact, you know, at least a couple times a week. And uh, great. Which one was that, Pirate Mike? Pirate Mike was actually at my house the other day. We watched the film. Well, you know, he's great. I know. He's very, very yeah. intelligent. And, mm-hmm. You know, he, he gets it, you know what I mean? Even though he scarred a little bit, he, he totally gets it. Uh, Jeremy and uh, Sarah Smith, you know, that the boot campaign bought the home for, great, yes. great people. Yep. Okay. They're going to pay me to visit out here in San Francisco just to kind of hang out. Um, right. There's some other people I don't want to forget in this thing. And uh, uh, Chris and Brianne Combs have been supporters from day one and have really done a lot to, to help make this movie happen. And uh, Todd Polson is a person that uh, is very special in my heart right now in my life. He uh, He came in and bought one of the dinners for Aaron. You know, we all sat around and talked or whatnot. He kind of got what I was doing. And there's a lot of people that claim that they're supporters and patriots or whatnot, but this guy is definitely one of them. He doesn't just talk. You know, he's actively right. doing, you know, he, he's he got a little bit of dough, and he's not scared to spend it where he thinks it's, it's worth. And he's done some cool. jaw-dropping stuff for some people, man. And... uh I love that guy and his wife a lot. You know, I got to go hang out with him for a bit and so you see what kind of a person that he really is, and he's awesome. That's awesome. Very cool. So why don't we, um, and you, again, we can talk more about this stuff uh, intertwined through the rest of the interview, too. Tell us a little yeah. bit about, you know, give some plugs, and then we're going to check out one of the um, tracks off the soundtrack. Tell us about all the yeah. amazing musicians that you had involved in this. Um, soundtrack yeah, that's just a, yeah, phenomenal. That's one thing I yeah, that's one thing I don't want to overlook, man. I had some, yeah. I got some really talented friends in the music industry, and uh, I don't want to forget David Ellison either because he narrated the movie. David Ellison, the legendary bassist of Megadeth, has got a golden throat for for speaking. He uh, he's been a good friend for many many years. Uh, and I and I knew that he had went over to vo- he did voiceover lessons when Megadeth was kind of on a sabbatical and he was doing his own thing. And I was like, I'm going to need a narrator for my film. Who the hell am I going to get? You know? And I was on the rep. So I called him up. I'm like, you still doing voiceover stuff? He's like, yeah, man. I want to ask, you know, needed I do for sure. He's like, why do you ask? I was like, well, I've got this film about veterans I want to do. He's like, yes. Before I can even spit anything else out of my mouth, he's like, I'll do it for sure. Absolutely, man. Anything for the veterans. That's cool. Yeah, so you know he did a killer job, and then uh, you know Mike and, and Mike Mushock, the guitar player for Stain, you know we're on the bus one day, and uh, I've been telling about some of the segments I've been filming. At this point, I was that uh, we were on the uproar tour last summer. I'd already filmed a good, you know, bit of the film. I just had some pickup stuff to do when I got home, and uh, I know that he had been over to like Sony Studios or Universal or something like that, writing some some soundtrack music or scores for movies actually for some trailers. He's like, you need any music for your film? I'm like, yeah, actually I do, man. He's like, (laughs) stab at it. I'm like, do I mind if you take a stab at it? Well, yeah. Yeah, you mind, right. (laughs) 
So the way and it's kind of weird because he needs to see the footage to edit to it. Mm-hmm. I, on the other hand, used to editing to music. So we were trying to get our crosswire. You know, it was kind of like, well, I need some music to edit these pieces to. He's like, well, I need the video pieces to write to. So I was like, okay, whatever, dude. So I sent him some like horrific, really sad stuff, and he came back with this 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 amazing music. And then, uh, you know, there's some other stuff, some more mood music I needed, you know, and I was just like, who would be good at this? And I called up Pete Murray, you know, from Lopra. That guy's talented, man. Not only that, he gets Oh, my love. gosh. I know. I mean, I just, yeah, yeah. he's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, some other people I called just, and these are all original songs that are on the soundtrack. They're not, you know, stuff that you've ever heard before. I Empire wrote a song specifically for the soundtrack. There's a song called uh, The War Isn't Over Yet, and it's just... It's amazing, you know? Yeah. And I uh, reached out to my, my friend, Troy McLawhorn. We've known each other since our 20s or whatnot. We grew up in Atlanta together. And a uh, great guitarist. And uh, he plays guitar. He's a guitar player for Evanescence at the moment. So he came up with some killer tunes, you know, and he and Sal and Corey from, from uh, I Empire, I'm sorry, wrote a couple of songs. You know, David Ellison, Mike Mushock, and... Pete, who else? Sal played on a couple of songs. Um, yeah, don't down. Let's see. I'm gonna. I wrote some down too, in all my notes here. John Farenstock, Farenstock of Noise Within. Uh, he played yeah. live with us that night. Oh, he played live. Okay. We had an event okay. the other, you know, at the, at the Whiskey a Go Go, and uh, he came by and learned a couple songs because you know we we're missing a couple of people. He came by and killed it, you know. And he used to be, in, he used right. to be, he was a player in Low Pro. So uh, oh, okay. you know, David jammed with us. So we had a we had a great night that night. You know, we sold out of all the CDs and DVDs and a majority of the T-shirts and you know all the funds went to the boot campaign. That's awesome. And Auden, did you mention Auden Vargas? Otan Vargas is kick-ass, man. He's one yeah, of the guys. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Aaron Lewis discovered that guy on YouTube of all places, I think. And really? Invited, yeah, invited him out to play at one of the It Takes a Community uh, uh, charity events that Aaron puts on for his daughter's schools. And he blew me away, man. Blew a lot of people away. So I reached out to him. He's like, really hey, man. good. Yeah, I was like, do you want to uh, write a song for this? He's like, yeah, man. He was freaked out. He's like, absolutely. You know, so he came to <laughs> He actually came to play at the event, man, and, and knocked a lot of people's teeth out. He's really good. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. Well, let's mm-hmm. do this. Let's um, just because we're going to have some guests calling in shortly, and I wanted to do a break, and we'll play the uh, track "When," which is uh, okay. actually from Life on Planet Nine, and we'll check that out, and then we'll we'll come back and start uh, hopefully bringing some people on to uh, contribute to your interview. Right on. All right. Be right okay, here. thanks, Ben. Great job. Hold on. All right, everyone. Again, you are listening to the videographer and photographer, Fran Strine, and we are promoting his documentary, Battlefield of the Mind. Please make sure that you check it out. Go to chill.com forward slash B-O-T-M. Sorry, it's been a long day. Again, that's chill.com forward slash B-O-T-M, and please support this amazing cause. Like we said, it's about veterans uh, coming home that are homeless, 
suffering from PTSD and to really get an informative uh, background on what these people are going through. So this song that is off of the album is uh, featuring Pete Murray and his band, which is titled Life on Planet Nine. And to give him another plug, uh, he's from Lopro. Love that band. They are coming out with their new album actually tomorrow, which is May 14th. And it's called Disintegration Effect. So please go to lowpromusic.com. Check it out. It's an amazing album. And I'm going to be fortunate to have them come on in probably a couple of weeks. You just have to solidify the date. All right, everyone. So let's check out when, again, amazing song. And we'll be back in a moment. I don't know where I'm going to And I don't know where I've been I don't know just what I'm looking for But I know one thing for sure Find a word that's left to say. I can't wait around here in this place anymore. But I know one thing for sure.
All right, everyone, welcome back to the Carrie Edelman Show. Again, that is the track When off of the Battlefield of the Mind soundtrack, and it is by the band Life on Planet Nine. So let's bring Fran back on. Please, again, go to chill.com forward slash E-T-D-O-T-M. I don't know why that keeps uh, twisting my tongue tonight. And uh, purchase a copy of this uh, documentary and the amazing soundtrack to go along with it. Let's bring Fran back on, and then we've got some really great people coming on the show that are currently on hold in the switchboard. All right. All right, Fran. Awesome stuff. Love it. Right, right. Yeah. Definitely really a cool, cool song, man. When, when I heard that song, when Pete sent me that tune, I knew that was going to be the end of the, uh, the Rolling Credits song because it's just such a powerful tune and really hits home to the message, you know. Oh, absolutely. I mean, lyrically, everything about it was just so perfect. I mean, the melody of it. I remember when I first started listening to the uh, the soundtrack and that came on, well, for whatever reason, on my iPad, it was the second song come on. I was like, right away, I mean, just like the first few notes, I was like, oh, my God, I'm hooked into this. And then Pete's voice comes on and I'm like, okay, awesome track. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, he's um, a great vocalist, man. I mean, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, let's do that. Let's do that nice introduction for him because he is in the switchboard right now. And then we have, gosh, we have four other people on too. So we've got to try to get oh, to wow. everyone. All right. So let's bring Pete on. Hey, Pete. How are you? I'm listening to you guys. They're going to be talking smack. <laughs> <laughs> so you think we're talking what is- smack? <laughs> right? L- listening in on your conversation. Friends all. Uh, that wasn't my first choice, but. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> what was my What's first choice, Pete? So. Nothing. What's up with you? Living the dream. Living the dream. Actually, well, Mike Mushaw said that Pete Murray is his first choice for all these songs. That's how badass Pete Murray is. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, awesome. That, that makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. That's yeah, right. and then when a legend like David Ellison is just like, where, where, is, who is this guy? Where do he come from? You know what I mean? It's like, come on, dude. <laughs> Fucking That's great. Awesome. I like to, I like to keep it underground. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, well, why don't you add, Pete, fill us in a little bit on, you know, how you got involved with the project and just give a, you know, a few sentences. Well, I've known Fran for a long time, and he uh, has always been real generous with Lopro, uh, mm-hmm. whether it was photos or video or whatever, just being a cool guy. So uh, I kind of wanted to be involved in whatever he did regardless of what it was, but then when I heard what he was making a movie about, I I, I definitely wanted to do it. Nice. So, it's been a very cool journey. It's a lot of work. I'm very impressed with Fran. It's a very cool project. Hey, you know what? Your your music is definitely a soundtrack that hits it home, man. Thanks a lot. <laughs> you worked around. Everybody, Pete, Pete Murray put in a lot of hours, man. He not only sang all the stuff, he wrote a lot of it, mixed it, and killed it. As as evident from listening to the songs. Yeah. It was uh it was super fun, you know, so it never feels like work when it's fun. And I've always wanted to write music with Mike Mushak. Obviously doing something with David Ellison, are you kidding me? 
<laughs> right. <laughs> so it it was right. uh it I've just been super uh fortunate to be a part of it. It was it was a really cool experience. You know what was funny was remember back when Mooshaw came up to Los Angeles when he was getting ready to audition for Newstead and uh we went up at his manager's house and kind of the juices started flowing then for, for no words. And no words was actually written for another band as I remember it. And, uh, I, I forgot that you are correct. Yeah. It was actually written for another band. And then Mushok was generous enough to give it to us. And then tear it down was actually, if anybody wants to stay in the making of documentary, there's a song called paper wings that, Mooshock and Aaron Lewis fought tooth and nail about, and it was the original <laughs> Paper Wing song that this this uh, tear it down turned into. And it's just a wicked heavy song, you know. But it came out great. So there's some cool history behind some of our cult, you know, a couple of these sins. That's awesome. Yeah, and Mike, very cool. I, I love I love the way that you know, like Mike just sent he just sent me some little clips on his phone, and I got. Yeah, you know, the no words thing was just a little tiny piece, and I, I kind of could hear something right away for that, and then I heard that. I think I think when we were at his manager's house, he played that. Oh, you, you know, I got this riff that used to be the original Paper Wings, and he played that. Yeah. And I was like, that hey, you know, yeah, you know what's the cool story, Pete? If you don't mind telling us how you got the inspiration for the words for the lyrics to no words. For no words, I mean, I got the the inspiration straight out of the movie. Yeah, but the one guy specifically, right? From uh, yeah, from Lee, the guy that read the poem to his wife and just didn't mm-hmm. know how to tell her what what he had seen. So out of that, yeah, and I, wow. I had been been trying to work on you know I, I helped Fred a little bit with the score in the movie as well, and I I had been watching mm-hmm. that piece quite a bit. Yeah, and that poem that he read, that whole piece is is real intense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and and it's, that's one of those tracks. Like I, I was able to, I spit that one out super fast. Mm-hmm. Just complete, completely inspired by that story. That's yeah, that cool. Was, that that's was really cool. Badass. Yeah, it's yep. intense, intense stuff, man. Yeah, and Lopro has a record coming out tomorrow, people. Yeah. Yeah. I just promoted please, it, and I will, please. and you will promote yes. it again, Pete. I promoted it before I brought the. Uh, Song went on, so yeah. See, please definitely plug it in. We will have you come back on in a couple of weeks, hopefully. Yeah, yeah that so. would be awesome. Thank you for plugging it. Yeah, we uh, yeah, everybody we're working has, on yeah. all this stuff simultaneously. So one thing after <laughs> well, yeah, another. Please, um, yeah, please plug it again where people can uh, check it out, the name of it, and then we'll uh, start uh, bringing some other people on. Yeah, no worries. So Disintegration Effect, which is our third record, will be available on iTunes and CD Baby tomorrow and Amazon and some other spots like that. Awesome. And, and then uh, we'll do a nice uh, – go ahead. No, it's just um, – it's, it's cool. I mean, we were kind of working on it all simultaneously with this project, and we, we're about halfway through another Life on Planet Nine record. So It's all coming Very out of cool. the same sort of circle of inspiration, which is, which is cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we're going to get into a lot of details about Low Pro when I bring you back on and play a ton of music. Looking forward to it. That would be awesome. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Cool. All right. Much success to you with your new album. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for bringing me on tonight. Fran, always a pleasure, man. Yes, I'll talk to you soon, pal. Yeah. 
All right. Cool. Thanks, Gary. Appreciate it. Yeah, you got it. Talk to you guys. Okay. Bye. All right, awesome, Fran. So that was uh, Pete Murray again, everyone, from uh, Low Pro and Life on Planet Nine, and he played a major role, as uh, Fran just spoke about, in the Battlefield of the Mind soundtrack. All right, so I feel so bad with all these people that keep holding on. So let's, uh, I'm just going to have to start randomly picking because Pete Murray was the only number I knew. <laughs> I said to Pete, let me know what your number is so I can bring you on right after the song. All right, so let's just pick this one right here. Um, actually, let me pick this one real quick because this poor guy's been on for 50 minutes, whoever this is. So if it's someone who wants to make a comment, let's let them come on. Hey, hey how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks so much. Fran, this is Ken. Hey. I'm a proud backer of the uh, inspirational film, so I wanted to first thank you for doing the film. And thank uh, you, man. two quick questions. First sure. is um, any updates on Georgia? You know, I saw all the uh, the outpouring of supplies that were sent to him. Um, but where where is he now? Um, any you know, that's a good, share? Yeah, that's a good question, man. You know, some of these guys are here today and gone tomorrow, and unfortunately he's one of those guys that just disappeared, man. The last I heard, he was on a bus headed to Utah. You know, and it was, it was really sad because I had high hopes for that guy. But, you know, with some of these guys, it's, it's just so bad. You just you don't know where they're at mentally, you know, and I'm not a psychologist or a clinician or anything that can diagnose these guys, so, you know, he was happy one day, sad the next, you know, mm-hmm. obviously when somebody took the socks, he was just, he was devastated that day. Something so small that we take for granted, you know, just completely destroyed his life, and uh, as you can see, uh, as Diane Finnickstein sent a, a box full of stuff, that made his day, and all that's all good but it's just temporary. You know what I mean? It's not going to get that guy off the street and get him the help that he needs. So, you know, to answer your question, I have no idea where he's at. And I haven't heard from him. I don't think anybody else has either. Sad story. Yeah, it was uh, definitely an emotional story. And then my last question is, um, what's next on the project list? I saw something on Kickstarter about you doing um, another project with, like, a ghost tour. Is that still in the works, or do you have another yeah, one? Yeah, you know, there's there's a guy named Chip Coff, who's a pretty popular psychic medium that I've been on a couple of hit shows on A&E, uh, Psychic Children, and the other one was Paranormal State. And he and I have had a development agreement going on, but uh, we've gotten a, a new cool host, and we're kind of just waiting for that all to flush out. And it's still on the back burner right now, just It'll probably happen, but later than sooner. Great. Thanks so much. Thanks again for mm-hmm. doing the Thanks, documentary. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Thanks for coming in. Take care. Bye. All right, cool. There you go. Some questions for you, Fran. All right, so um, let's bring on now. These might be the, uh, the other people calling in. There's two different numbers. So, again, I'm just going to randomly pick them. Okay, and you're on the Carrie Edelman Show. Hello. Hello. Hello? Hey, this is Corey Lowry, I Empire. Hey, no, how what? are you, Corey? What's happening, guys? How are you doing? What's up, Fran? Good, What's up? how are you doing? I'm good. I, was, I, I, I called in and I was listening to Pete. I'm like, wait. <laughs> 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 wait. Can you hear me, Pete? Where, where, where are you today, Corey? 
Uh, Springfield, Missouri. We're out with uh, Volbeat and all that remains. Nice. Right on. Right on. I'm sure you're smiling faces. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we just got back from uh, the Kansas City, and it was just unbelievable. So many bands, and, uh, and I mean, so many. It was like a family reunion with, you know, seven of us guys. I got to see my brother and his wife and his baby, Harper. Uh, so it was, you know, really good hang time with, from Cedar to, you know, in this moment, Alice in Chains, Pop Rose, Hellstorm, a tremendous amount of bands, so it was killer. Wow. Brought on. Yeah, check right. out, I, took a, I actually ended up, ended up uh, they had this little cart thing, and I saw a bunch of the military guys out, and um, this one guy was, and the stages are like, you know, pretty far apart. This one guy I ever heard say, man, I wish I could go see Device, you know. And I ended up grabbing uh, two guys, big, huge Device fans, and driving them over. They thought they were going to be uh, out in the front, you know, watching. I ended up taking them back, and they were just losing their minds. Like, <laughs> they had a blast. That's oh, awesome. Oh, that's man. awesome. Super cool, yeah. Right, right. So Corey and I have known each other probably the longest, I'd say well over 20 years. And uh, wow. when I called to be a part of this, this project, man, it was zero hesitation. And I really got to give a shout-out to iEmpire for the – Whiskey A Go Go show. I mean, they came out there on their own dime. Uh, their manager, uh, Steve Karras, is also a great person, man. He, he goes way back. I did a photo shoot for this band Cold years ago when they first came out. It was a, 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 a cover shop for the Alternative Press magazine, which is one of the bigger magazines. And the singer decided he was going to have his way with the photo shoot. And it got so gnarly and X-rated that they couldn't even use the stuff, and I thought everybody was going to get fired myself. <laughs> Steve thought it was actually kind of cool, even though the, the thing never got released, you know what I mean? And, and all these years later, we still talk about it or whatnot. So when uh, cool. when Steve and I were talking about having I Empire out, man, and, and actually giving us a song for the, for the soundtrack, there was zero hesitation. So... I mean, these guys really, really care about these 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 veterans and stuff. So it's great to see that. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I was born in Fayetteville, North Carolina, right beside Fort Bragg. And um, I mean, since a kid, you know, my parents played for the military. You know, and like, and mm-hmm. they were some of the first. They were the first people to come see us rock. So, you know, it was just a military base basically, and you know, so we became friends with a tremendous amount of the military through the years, and um, I mean, even when Desert Storm happened, I remember uh, Clint and I were in a band called uh, Still Rain, and we made 2,000 tapes and just sent it over, you know? That's and awesome. It was, and, and it was just incredible, like, the response. When we when they got back, it was just, they appreciated it so much, you know? And it's like, you know, all bands want to be heard and appreciated, and it was like, you know, these guys, and it's just such a simple thing to do, and and when Fran called me about uh, about Battlefield of the Mind and being part of the soundtrack and stuff like that, and it was just, you know, absolutely, you know. What do you need? How many songs, you know? Tell me what to do, you know. And uh, our singers, I've uh, been in military. He, he, did, he was in the military for four years, and, you know, just has a mm-hmm. tremendous amount of passion for it. And um, so it was right when writing uh, Wars Isn't Over Yet, um, 
you know, just wanted to build a a landscape of of what this these guys go through. And I watched the movie, and I mean, Fran, I mean, you know, I needed like I three three towels of tears. You know, I'm like, <laughs> holy smoke, you know. I mean, and, you I know, know. From, from the sadness and the, at the end of the movie, you start seeing the positives, like these guys getting help, and it is about getting help, and it's about just it's, it doesn't take a tremendous amount. These are these are our boys, the guys that protect us. So it's you know it's very important that you know that just bringing the awareness up. If you can't help, you can at least like Francis, just walk over and say hey to the guy. Exactly. You know, find out. Right. Find out. You know, it's just it's you know it's you don't have to empty your wallet so much as empty your heart. You know, your heart yep. will tell you what to do. And and with this. Uh, with the music, I mean, it, it's one of my favorite songs off the record, and um, uh, the, you know, and, and to, to just know that you're part of something that means something that, that that's that deep. And uh, I think Donald, when when writing the lyrics, you know, did a great job of trying to paint that picture. And you know, none of us can paint it unless you've been there, the truth. But you know, just watching that movie and just being so inspired by. Um, I, there's a guy named Leonard Sterling on the, uh, in the documentary. And I mm-hmm. asked Fran, I said, you know what? I said, Fran, do you have any clips, you know, just just clips of the interviews and stuff like that? And he he picked this uh, Leonard Sterling guy out, and just his story was incredible to me and just his passion and just sounds like the nicest guy in the world, you know. But here's this mm-hmm. guy being forced to, you know, to protect our country, to do you know, do the things he's told to do, and uh, for him to come back and and still be alive and getting it together, it's just that's a whole different type of war, you know. So the war right, isn't over. It all made sense, you know, um, just to become the war to becoming human again, you know, without all the, the bad dreams and everything that comes with it. Um, but I decided to put a uh, his voice within the song to tell his own story, kind of. Um, and it just, it all seems to kind of work together. You know, and, and I, I still thank Fran for letting me be, me and I am probably be a part of it completely. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, and you guys, I mean, uh, you're an amazing band, Corey, and uh, DC was on my show a few weeks ago. And just amazing story that he had to tell about just the band and you guys as a group. So it was a, it was a great interview, too. So it's a great to see you guys supporting the project that Fran is doing. But he, for, for, for us, I mean, the, the hardest thing for any band to do is be sincere. And with the mm-hmm. military, it was just so natural that, you know, we are passionate about those type of subjects. And, you know, we go out of our way and try to make, you know, any anything we can do. Given the when they're allowed to play in front of a bunch of people and you're allowed to do some things and have a voice, I think use it, you know, especially when it comes to things like this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, well, thank you so much, Corey, for calling in. And uh, like I said, you guys have a podcast on my show too, and it's doing great, so we're just spreading the word about you guys too. Do you want to plug anything Absolutely. else? Plug your, plug your album, plug your website real quick. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, go to iEmpire.com, E-Y-E, Empire.com, and uh, you can find our tour dates. We're out with Volby right now, and uh, 
we're, uh, we go home and we're going out with uh, Drowning Pool. It'll be I Empire Drowning Pool and a couple other bands uh, through May into July. So, and cool. Well, look, look out for the record impact right now. More than fake, man. Hey, check this out. 27 today on radio. So, still nice. growing. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> still building. Cool. Thank you so much, Corey, Thanks. for calling in and much continued success. And I am prayers always welcome to come back on my show in the future, too. Thank you so much. Take care. Have a great night. Okay. You too. All bye right. Bye. Bye. Yeah. All right. All right, friend. Let's these poor people. You got so many people in the switchboard. It's great. All right. <laughs> let's take the next call. <laughs> now it's awesome. Okay. Here's uh here's the next caller. Hey, Hello. how are you? You're on with Fran Strine. Hey, it's Sal G from Spain. Sal hey, how are G, you, Sal? what's up, man? <laughs> what's, what's going on? Finally a real rock star, man. <laughs> Hell yeah. Far so Sal, from it. No, Be careful, Sal, Fran. Yeah, Fran, no, the Sal narcissism was, of the other people, you're going to kill it. <laughs> right. No, Sal, Sal is a drummer for Stained and been my boy for seven or eight years now, and yep. this couldn't have happened to a better dude, man. I mean, one of the nicest guys in rock, and yeah, look where he's at now, you know. Uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Hey, look, Sal had to sit there and sign a hundred freaking pair of drumsticks, all these drum heads for all these Kickstarter <laughs> rewards, so, you know, he's definitely That's shown awesome. his love for the military, and then uh, came in at the last minute to save the drums, because a lot of these, you know, the, some of the songs that we had recorded were electronic drums and Sal's like, no, we need to have some real drums on there. So gave me a shot at him. He, he came uh, and he killed me. Yeah. yeah, it worked out great. It worked out great. Good, wonderful world of technology and file exchanging. It's kind of really helped, uh, especially like tear it down in the words and stuff really helped uh, hopefully give those songs a, a boost. And so, Oh, dynamically. Yeah. They sound, yeah, I mean, they sound phenomenal. Where did you guys, while we talk a little bit, Sal, maybe you can comment on um, where did you guys sure. record the music, and, you know, was there any particular people involved in producing it, mixing it, et cetera? Well, uh, let's see, the ones that, um, let's see, well, Drop Us in Hell was um, is, uh, me and my writing partner, Joseph Doherty, and I just have a home studio, and we just... Nice. Uh, we recorded everything there. Uh, we did take it elsewhere to have it mixed because I don't, I don't trust myself in the mixing world uh, <laughs> at all. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was uh, just him and I, and we're you know uh, a little bit about that song. It's been around for about four years. I had the music around for about four years. Joseph had the lyrics around for about three, and and now and when Fran, you know, Fran, we were on the road because yeah. you, you started the whole thing. We were all. And as soon as, you know, you mentioned, you know, Battlefield of the Mind or Same on America um, at the time, you know, and I just, I showed him the lyrics that Joseph had written and and the soundtrack was, it, so I'm really, really happy that that song ended up on there because I thought Joseph, the lyrics he wrote were really, really kind of hit home. I thought it was was, was kind of cool. So, so thank yeah, you, Sal, Brian, Sal, for the, you know. Yeah, I'll do. Well, thanks for the song. I remember Sal and I. I think we were maybe in Detroit or something like that. You had an acoustic guitar and you played the song for me and sang the lyrics and like, mm-hmm. I was blown away. I mean, lyrically, you can't get any closer to what these guys are dealing with in the song "Drop Us in Hell." I mean, it's just, 
just yeah. insane. And it's a great sounding song. The production is amazing, and you know, Joseph did a great job. And uh, you know, yeah. there, there's yeah. so many great songs on the soundtrack. It blows my mind. I can't believe that you know, all these musicians just just gave me these songs. I mean. Yeah. If anybody knows about licensing music, it isn't cheap, you know. And for these, <laughs> nope. for these guys to step in and just and give me their 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 music, their names, their time, their effort, and, and even coming down to play the show on their dime, you know, it was just mind-boggling to me. You know, that just shows yeah. that that they really do care and support, you know, our our veterans. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole soundtrack is just—it's phenomenal. It's just amazing. So yeah, great work that you guys all did on yeah. it. Yeah, we're so happy to be to be a part of it, and and you know, like I said, it's it's all for an an amazing cause. So even though you know, sure, I mean there was a lot of file exchanging going on, and Pete put in so many hours, like you know, and uh, mixing, you know, and just kind of getting things back and forth, but it. You know, in the end, it was all for something obviously much more, you know, much bigger than than what we're doing. So in the end, it just was all, it's just all satisfying and to be able to be a part of it and be able to have these guys listen to these tunes and react to them. I think one of the guys, one of the, there was a military guy and he came up to Joseph at the end of the show and, and just, you know, just kind of spilled his heart to him and stuff. I thought that was really cool. So it made, you know. I'm glad that you know some songs can really touch these guys. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's pretty Definitely. cool. So what, are, so what are you doing right now on the on Stains Hiatus? Uh, right now, just yeah, uh, I think Joseph and I are, are uh, we're in the process of recording some tunes, and but right now, I don't know. I'm just I would like to get back out on the road and uh, and uh, enjoy myself behind the kit uh, for a little bit, but. Uh, other than that, I'm just kind of chilling, yeah. just having a little fun. So, cool. yeah, yeah, just taking some time off. But I don't know. I'd li- I'd like to plug www.stain.com and go see our tour dates. But yeah, you know, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Sal, do you, yeah. do you have a do you have a site for yourself or anything specific to yourself that you want to plug? Uh, actually, uh, yeah, I have, um, it's salgiancarelli.com and it's, it's almost done. Um, and it's just a basic, you know, kind of resume site and, you know, just to put myself out there, you know, I mean, if Stain's going to take, you know, this, a, a long time off, you know, I'd like to get back out there and, and stay active in music in general, you know? So yeah, it's kind of put a little site together, some cool video. Thanks to Fran for the video. Because obviously I, he he I sent a hard drive out to him and he <laughs> spent hours just loading all kinds of stuff. Oh, I'm on there. Say, so hey, don't don't yeah. thank me. You paid, you paid me for it. <laughs> no, <laughs> right. I mean, no. yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. work for you, man. No, <laughs> uh, you know I don't see it that way. Sorry. <laughs> I know, I know. So, but uh, yeah, I no, know. but that's it. So hopefully it'll be up and, cool. up and running. Hopefully by the end of the week. So. Nice. Yeah. And yeah. So, you're... so I was going to oh, say, Sal pretty much had a. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Well, Sal pretty much had a front seat to the whole beginning of this this whole process with Battlefield of Mine from its inception to the very beginning, you know, to the very end. So he, he kind of saw how the whole thing unfolded and pretty unique story. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. 
Yeah, yeah. I was I mean, going to say, were... Sal, if you ever want to, if you ever want to come on, on my show to promote anything or anything like that, just uh, you can get in touch with uh, Fran, and he has my information. Awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It was a uh, quite a uh, quite a long. I mean, Fran, you stayed right with it the whole time. You yeah. Know, put in a lot, and uh, you know, just. Uh, Really took care of the backers. That was really cool. You know, the whole the whole idea of Kickstarter, I thought was really cool, and to be able to you know to do something from that, especially as as you know the subject matter that you're choosing mm-hmm. was math. Just it all came together, really really cool. Just all came together. Right. Really well, look, if I could just take a second to to say something, to all the Kickstarter people, if there's anybody listening to it, <laughs> uh, stuff is coming. I promise. It's been completely <laughs> overwhelming. You know, we, we went over our goals, and that allowed me, like I said earlier, to, to spend more time filming, which meant more people contributing money than we, we had first thought. So, you know, we'd wait on T-shirts to be printed, all the soundtracks stuff to be finished up. And, you know, this was my first Kickstarter project, so it was completely overwhelming. And, you know, doing it pretty much all by myself, you know, I've been sitting here packing everybody's orders. So if you're listening, if your stuff doesn't come this week, is being shipped currently or next week, you know, because I'll be in uh, uh, Grand Rapids. We got uh, selected for the Grand Rapids Film Festival, so if there's anybody listening from Grand Rapids, come out Saturday the 18th at 3 o'clock. You know, we did a, a Q&A and then a screening of the entire film, and I'll be there supporting it, so it would be cool to see some people out there. But, yeah, but uh, your your rewards will be there within the next two or three weeks, 100%. And thank you for your patience and support. Awesome. Cool. All right. So, uh, yeah, we've got tons of people still on the switchboard that we want right. to you know, slowly get to. But thank you so much for calling in, Sal, and for your contributions to the project and support. Absolutely. It's been uh, very proud of Fran and everything that he's done. So, so it's uh, just glad that he uh, chose to have me part, uh, to be part of it. So. Cool. Well, best of luck to you with everything, with all your projects and stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, have a great night. Yeah, you guys too. See you, friend. See you, Sal. Take care. Thanks, dude. All right, friend, you got a lot of fans because we still have three more people right now. So let's go to the person who's been on the long. I'm like statistically looking at who's been on the longest, and that's how I'm kind of (laughs) triaging them now. (laughs) All right. All right, so here's the next person. Hello? Hey. Hello. How are you? I can't tell. Is it me right now? You're on. Yep, Who is you. Who's okay. calling in? Uh, this is Jay from Idaho. Um, I just want to say thank you so much to Fran and all the music artists that have put their uh, their, their expertise into this um, to, to bring awareness to uh, the veterans that suffer from PTSD, especially the homeless ones. As a vet that suffers from PTSD myself, um, it's just tremendous that I see some of my favorite bands, you know, contributing to this. And so I just want to say thanks so much for that. Well, thank you for your service, man. And uh, whatever you're doing to keep yourself in the right frame of mind, keep doing it, dude. You know, that's the hardest part, uh, seeking that treatment and seeing it through, you know. And uh, thank you for your service, for sure. And thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you so thank much you for so bringing much. awareness. 
The I Empire guys, real quick. They're one of my favorite bands, and uh, they were the ones that let me know about the Kickstarter um, thing to back you on that. So uh, I was happy to back you on the Kickstarter, and trust me, I'll be patient. I've been looking forward to getting it for a while. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I apologize. It's just been, like I said, a, a tremendous no, undertaking. No, no, no. And, uh, yeah. Well, hey, man, it's a pleasure to meet you. And if you ever see me out on one of the shows, I'd love to shake my hand. I'd love to meet you. Will do. All right. Well, thank you again so much for all your services. Thanks. Okay, and let's now, Fran, go to this caller. Hey, you're Hello. on with Fran Strine. Hello. Fran Strine. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what am I doing oh, here? Oh, I'm Who is this? Donald. <laughs> What's up, hey, DC? Donald, how are you? Donald, I'm sorry. Doing well, doing well. Donald, call in. I'm, I'm next. I'm next in line. Yeah. You're next in What's line. <laughs> How hey, are you man, doing, Carrie? Want... We did. We did have a great talk. So. Oh, you did. You did a phenomenal job with the interview, and the podcast is just doing really well. So, yeah, it's great. And of course, having Fran here, buddy, I'm so proud of you. So, uh, it's very cool to be here with you. Oh, man, look, I couldn't have done any of this without all you guys' support and help. And, you know, what's funny is you, you remember Todd Pulse and we were talking the other day, and, you know, we all had dinner that night at the Saddle Ranch or whatnot. And one of the things he said to me, you know, which which I think anybody would say, is like, I cannot believe how cool these guys are. No narcissistic rants or weirdos <laughs> or anything like that. Just cool, down-to-earth dudes, man. And... uh you know, he could be more right, man. I, I, I have to agree. You know. Yeah, um, it, it was refreshing. I mean, you know, to to know the names involved and the bands involved is one thing, but to have the opportunity for us all to get together like we did out there, um, just kind of took it to a whole new level. You know, I mean, Pete's a guy that I've always listened to over the years, but once I was actually able to meet him as a person, uh, it just kind of went even deeper. And and now I'm, you know, in love with the soundtrack and listening to it every day myself. So. Yeah, it's a killer soundtrack. I, I can't eject it on my uh, my DVD player either, man. <laughs> it's a it's a great soundtrack. And and maybe talk about where you got some of your inspiration for both the songs that you contributed to. Um, well, you know, um, you know, we we were in the process of writing our second record uh, when this, you know, uh, whenever you, you called to ask for a song and. And uh, you know, it did. It gave me a different place to go to, and and uh, you know, I, there there was enough experience with me in the military that you know I didn't do wartime service, but I knew what they were training for, and and I spent a lot of time uh, building relationships with folks that did spend time in in wartime, and and uh, it's difficult, and, and it's just one of those things that I wanted to try to give them a voice and, and maybe showcase some of the you know the darker aspects of what they may face. You know, like in the war, war isn't over yet. You know, the the lyrics are pretty clear and and brutal on on what they're talking about. And um, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, I feel like, you know, in that that crowded, quiet classroom, you know, it always takes that first person to raise their hand and, and kind of put it out there and get it out in the air. Um, and then everybody kind of gets involved in the discussion. And and I just thought it was something where I wanted to kind of go. Uh, you know, as open and honest as possible, and, and maybe kind of break the ice on on some of the aspects of this this illness that you know affect these soldiers, and and not just the homeless ones, you know, but you know, suicide uh, is is one of the aspects that I, I highlighted in the wars and over yet, and 
And I think that's something that affects a lot of active members, you know, of the military today. So, um, you know, a lot of these guys are, you know, experiencing difficulties with this illness, um, you know, in the military and, and also out of it. Definitely. Right. Definitely. I think, yeah, I think the album's just amazing. And like you said, I think just to piggyback is, DC, like you said, you weren't in it, but you can experience what these people are going through and just seeing it and then them coming back. It's just they're so out of their element that they're used to. And people have yeah, such you know. a hard time understanding you know what yeah, they and, experienced. That's and on top of yeah, on top of just you know witnessing things that I don't think the human spirit is is designed for. Um, you mm-hmm. know we're we're made for love. You know we're made for love and unity and 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 all these things that are supposed to bring happiness to this world. And and when we engage in these activities that you know force us to witness things that you know are unnatural to our spirit. You know I think that in itself is very difficult to to move on from. You know, but on top of that, you come back with this. Uh, unrelatability with the people around you. You know, uh, I think there's frustration these guys feel when they get back and, and and feel like a lot of people don't know what's going on and how difficult it is and, and just what they've experienced and and the burden that they're carrying. And I think there's a little resentment and, and certain emotions that are that are hard to, you know, deal with whenever uh, you're a little unstable, you know, from your experience. So it's it's kind of a snowball effect, and and uh, the most important thing is awareness, and, and that's what's what's awesome about this entire project. Right. Well put. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Hey, what was it like jamming with uh, what was it like jamming with uh, you know, outside your element with Troy and Mike Froge? I know Corey played bass on that too. Yeah, Wake of War. Um, what I really liked about it was you know Troy kind of has the swing you know, to the way he writes a little bit. And uh, I, I thought the I thought the song was just really killer, you know, right from the beginning. I was like, man, I'm going to have a lot of fun writing to this. And, you know, we came up with a really catchy melody. And, and from that point, it was, you know, getting ready for the show and, and getting ready to play it. And, you know, none of us got to jam until we got out there, you know. And so it was mm-hmm. just really kind of an, an extended sound check. For I mean, I know you know for him, but for anybody out there, it was, it was a, kind of an extended sound check day. Uh, and, you know, we... We got in our groove, and it felt great, you know. I, I love I love being able to kind of express myself in different ways, and, and I know a lot of times you get stuck, you know, tunnel vision with one band, you know, in your career, but uh, to be able to get out of the element and jam with some other guys that just love music and, you know, everybody was doing this, you know, from their heart, you know, so once we all got together on stage, it was just so, you know, such a carefree, you know, camaraderie that was, that was in the air. It, it felt great. I remember sitting there at one point, you know, on the balcony at the Whiskey, you know, kind of watching the photo shoot go on over here, watch the boot campaign set up over here, you know, watch the stage getting set up over there, and, and everybody had a smile on their face, and everybody was, you know, little busy bees working to, you know, set this whole thing up, and, you know, it was just, uh, I'm, I'm still kind of buzzing from it a little bit, you know. So. Yeah, I definitely cool. and, I, and I know that, you know, DC and I have been texting back and forth over the last few weeks since the event happened, and, uh, I mean, how cool yeah. will the USO tour be? Just go play all yeah, the absolutely. across the country, man. Just bring awareness to even you know. There's a lot of people. A lot of people don't know this, but there's guys you know serving active duty that are suffering from PTSD and suicidal thoughts, and you know are, are yeah. too scared to even come out because you know they're going to get cut their rank or you know not going to be able to retire or whatnot. So you know, letting them know that people yeah, that, that they care, you know, so that's that's the important yeah, thing. You know, there's different layers to this, and, and uh, you know, on top of the personal struggle that each one of those soldiers face, 
you know, there's families that are involved with this struggle, and it's it's, it's affecting mm-hmm. the entire family dynamic. Um, and you know, whenever if you if we had the ability to take the music and take this, you know, topic of discussion, you know, on onto these bases, you know, in front of these families and and uh, these soldiers, and and say, hey, listen, we understand that, you know, you have this uh, the strength of, of responsibility that this is your ruck, you know, to bury, you know, this is your rucksack to carry, and 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 you try not to, you know, I know from a military minded standpoint, you try not to place your burdens on anyone else. And you end up carrying a lot on your own shoulders. And to have people come through and say, hey, listen, I'm going to say it out loud. You know, I'm going to break the ice for us and, and uh, just let you know it's okay. You know, we just all need to be here to support each other. Well said. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, it would be good. we got some good musicians. And, and I'm I'm itching to get Pete out of the house and get him out <laughs> on tour. Uh, because, you know, get Loco out yeah. on tour. Yeah, well, that that was Definitely. the whole thing. They got the new record. They got the whole new record coming, and we were able to sing together. And and uh, that was the one thing I enjoyed about it was, as a singer, you know, the guy just has such passion. I mean, he's singing from his toes, you know, out to the top of his head. And and uh, for a guy like me, it's it's something that I really really gravitate to. So it'd be awesome to kind of, you know, get some time out there jamming every night and playing some of these songs, you know, for the troops, and you know, get some daytime activities in. For sure. Here's a cool Great. thing with I, I, we didn't know for a while that I actually toured with DC years ago. I don't know what year it was, but it was when uh, you were in Submersed. Yeah. And I was, Jägermite. Wow. The Jägermite. Yeah, one of the Jäger tours. I don't know what year was that. Like oh four or five. Two thousand four. Two thousand five. Yeah. Yeah. So we go back then and kind of reunited when Corey said, man, I found this amazing singer on Facebook or MySpace. I'm like, who is it? He's like, I got DC from Submersed. I'm like, oh, shit, you're about to get a killer singer, man, because I tore this guy, and he belts it, man. So, yeah, we yeah, you know, out. And then, yeah. yeah, we started, you know, writing some of the first stuff, and I remember you came in and actually recorded some video, um, yeah. you know, about the whole process of just doing some of this early I Empire, and um, yeah, you know, it's 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 really cool when you can have a group of people that, you know, honestly and genuinely love what they do. They they try to inspire mm-hmm. each other and, and create, you know, a positive impact on the world. And, you know, it feels good to have a group of friends like this, you know, right now that are, you know, all in their element and, you know, making waves. And, and uh, you know, the idea is to, to keep going, keep growing. Totally. Well said. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank Loving you so it. much, DC, for calling in, and good luck with all the uh, the tours and shows that you guys have coming up. It's amazing. No, absolutely. Yeah, we have some more announcements coming up, um, and then we're we're going to be taking a break uh, in July and, and a little bit of August to get this second record finished. That way, we can get it out before the end of the year. So, cool. Um, good, good stuff. More work. Yeah. Definitely. Right. But you guys write you guys write amazing stuff. So please get in touch with me when the uh, Follow-up album comes out. We'll bring you back on. It'll be awesome. Oh, absolutely! Thanks for putting up with my windiness. You know, I uh, I love <laughs> no. to go, I love to I love to talk about things that really matter. You know, and they really mean a lot absolutely. to us. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, Fran, I, I haven't I've been absolutely candid with Fran about how my, how proud I am of of what he's done. And, and it, it, it's one thing to you know be opinionated in this world. There's there's plenty of opinions uh-huh. floating around Facebook and everything else, but uh. Uh, to actually get out and do something is, is a whole other thing, so it's it's pretty special. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. It was definitely a lot of work, but well worth it, man. 
and a lot of more <laughs> hard work to come for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Just getting started. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, you're doing an amazing <laughs> job, Fran. Thanks so much, DC. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. Y'all be good. I'll talk to you soon. Take See care. you, DC. All right. All right. Bye. All right, and all right, just like, I don't know what's going on. Switchboard's a little bit stuck. There we go. Okay, you there, Fran? I'm here. All right, you got another caller. And then this will probably, Alrighty. you're lucky I tacked, you're lucky I tacked more time on that tonight. I just had a feeling like <laughs> this, you know, it's great. It's an awesome show. I mean, gosh, I think it's been the longest interview I've done. I mean, I could go on for hours, but awesome. yeah, so let's, uh, let's take this person and then we'll start wrapping things up. Sure. Okay, and you're on with Fran Strine. Hey, Fran. Hi, who is this? This is Todd Polson. Todd Polson, the the Patriot. <laughs> How's it going, man? <clears throat> man, good. I've been listening to you guys, and I was just going to call in and tell everybody how great a deal you did and how honored and proud I am to be part of it to help you. Look. I'm going to tell somebody a little bit about Todd Polson here. We've had this discussion a few times, and, you know, when people see this movie, they feel very inspired to do great mm-hmm. things. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've had to go to the post office and and pick up pallets of socks and hygiene products and everything else, and that's wonderful. But that is not the solution, you know, and we're a very wealthy nation, uh, I've been coming out of pocket like crazy for this thing. Todd Polson has put a lot of resources in it to help me keep this thing afloat because he believes in it so much, just like I do. And the one thing we can't really figure out is why more people won't buy one Starbucks a week and contribute to the boot campaign or a Veterans First. I mean, these people are drowning, you know what I mean, to right. just keep their doors open, and they're, and they're great organizations. You know, I, I've made sure I've vetted all the organizations before I put them in the film just to make sure that they, you know, the money were going to the right places. Right. And uh, right. they all checked out, you know. And, and look, if 300,000 people in America donated five bucks to the boot campaign or the, the Veterans First, uh, we might not have this situation right now. So, you know, he and I yeah. both are kind of stumped on why these things happen. I don't know if it's just people look at these people that like myself. I didn't know, you know. And until you go and engage, and I plead with everybody that's listening to just go out. And if you see a homeless person, whether they're a veteran or not, just reach out to them and ask them how their day is going, if there's anything they might need. Even if you've got some money in your, whatever, a couple of bucks, are they going to go buy beer with it? Maybe. You never know. But these guys are suffering, and a lot of them turn to alcoholism and, and, and drug addiction. Absolutely. But, you know help them cope or just ask them if they need anything or some socks or a t-shirt or whatever. But again, that's not the solution. You know, the solution is, is, is helping all these organizations out because I don't think that we can trust our government to, to really wrap their head around the situation. I don't think they know how bad it is. Would you agree, Todd? No, I agree a hundred percent, Fran. And one thing Fran brought up earlier, and I just wanted to let everybody out there know that it was something that was uh, <clears throat> very eye-opening to me is when uh, we all got together at Whiskey A Go-Go and kicked this off, like you said, how all these guys that came together that hadn't even ever sang together or played together, but they gave their time. Nobody had an ego. Nobody had anything but care and wanting to make this work Mm -hmm. for the veterans, and it was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in my life. 
these guys talk it and walk it. And uh, I'm just honored to be involved in helping. And I want everybody out there, man, go help. Buy the CD. The money from it goes to the boot campaign, to Veterans First, to, to MAM. Anybody we need to get money to, we're doing it. And uh, these these guys need our help. They've they've stood in front of us, now we need to stand behind them and help them up. That's all there is to it. That's right. Yeah, just so everybody knows, all this money that we raise on chill.com or uh, we're launching a website that is, is up now. It's not completely functional. It's uh, battlefieldofthemindfilm.com. That's battlefieldofthemindfilm.com. We're gonna have that. We sold a bunch of T-shirts today. Actually, I posted a picture of uh, Pete Neal wearing one of the cool Battlefield T-shirts, and they're going for twenty-five bucks a piece. And if you want one, you can just inbox me at uh, you know franstrine.com uh, or find me on Facebook. Wherever you can find me, find me. All the money goes to Veterans First and, and Boot Campaign and great great organizations like that. So, you know, we're definitely sitting here trying to make the difference. So, and we need your help. Yeah, you guys are doing an amazing, amazing job. And I'll I'll talk with you off the air, Fran, too, because like I said, I was really touched and, you know, very informed by what you did and, you know, just alerting everyone with what's really going on out there right now um, and these people not getting the support, you know, that they need. Well, you know, just so everybody knows, this is this is now my full time job is to to bring awareness and knowledge to the situation and uh mm-hmm. you know, I'm gonna go out in the street, scream loud about it and, and bring it to the people. The only way I know how to do, you know. Yep. Yep. Well, thank you so much for calling in, Todd. Oh, thank you. And uh, like I said, Fran, you're doing a great work and keep it up, man. You know, I'm I'm I've got your back. Uh, do you have my back for a long time? And I love Todd Poulton. and he, he and his wife are awesome people. He invited me to his house and went spent a few days there and just had a blast. And just just good people all the way around from him to his mother. And, you know, I've definitely made a new friend for sure for life. Cool. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Todd, Absolutely. for everything you've done and for calling in. All right. All right. That was awesome, Carrie. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Keep in touch. If you're on Facebook, uh, find me and befriend me. It would be great to keep in touch with you. For sure. Have a great night. Thank you. Thanks. Okay. Bye. All right, Fran, we got another caller. I'm going to have to have you co-host with me. Jeez, you're doing a great job. This will probably have to be our last one just because the show is going to wind down and I only have a certain amount of time that I can sure. uh, plug in. So, but let's, let's definitely, I don't know what phone number looks familiar. Maybe it's someone else recalling back in. Let's see. All right. Okay. Hey, you're on with Fran Strine from Battlefield of the Mind. Hello? Hello. Who's this? That was weird. All right. He dropped. <laughs> okay. Yeah. At least it wasn't someone who was going to prank us or something, hopefully. Right, right. <laughs> but, um, no, friend, I mean, you're just you're doing an amazing job, and just like you said, the time and the effort and the energy is just very commendable um, and appreciative of everything you've done for these people. I mean, that's the least I could do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's great. 
So let's, uh, yeah, let's start wrapping things up. And um, I, I feel bad because I want to play more music because I feel like, oh, there's so many good things off that uh, album. And, I mean, if, if well, you want it, I can play. I have no words loaded into the uh, my switchboard here. I mean, I could close yeah. the could close with that. Yeah, well, you know, no words is uh, kind of the single off the off the CD. It's, it's the one that's got the best response. It's okay. just a great song. You know, like I said, Pete Pete came up with those lyrics. You know, inspired by watching some of the clips in the movie, specifically a guy named Lee, who had come home and uh, was hit by an ID mm-hmm. and, and lost a good friend of his, and he came home and his wife were. You know, was asking him all these tough questions he was not prepared to answer. It kind of led to their divorce, and you know, he wound up writing a poem to her. And you know, he kind of structured the song around that. So it's very autobiographical to, to the to this Lee guy. You know, so pretty neat. Right, that's cool. Yeah, so let's. I mean, we'll finish up between you and I, and then I'll I'll close with that because I wanted to also get Sal G because he called in. I know he's on that track, and Mike Mushak's on that. Yeah. You know, I was trying to find tracks where I could, you know, conglomerate people. And I Empire totally. was on a couple of weeks ago, so we promoted the crap out of them. So. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, but please, uh, you know, feel free to just close with any no pun intended closing words, and uh, please plug all the sites again, and you and I will okay. be in touch and continue supporting the uh, the podcast to uh, get the word out there about everything you're doing. For sure. Go ahead and close now. With that? Yes, you want me to go ahead and close now? Some closing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, yeah, okay. do some closing words, some, you know, some plugs for your sites, and uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so whoever wants to buy the film, the soundtrack, you know, they come in bundles. There's still some, you know, signed Aaron Lewis DVDs available at chill.com forward slash B-O-T-M. Uh, we'll have some some cool merchandise up on Battlefield of the Mind film.com shortly, hopefully by the end of the week. Uh, I will be at the Grand Rapids International Film Festival uh, Friday and Saturday, supporting Battlefield of the Mind. We actually got uh, we're an official selection, so we're hoping to walk walk away with, with an award, hopefully. And uh, June 12th, awesome. yeah, thank you. Yeah, June 12th, uh, Pete Murray, Neil Godfrey from Low Pro and myself will be in Phoenix, Arizona, honoring uh, MAM, Military Assistant Missing, with uh, Margie Bond, who is in the, uh, in the film. And, uh, and I'll be out on the streets. You never know. You may run into me in Market Street in downtown San Francisco handing out, you know, <laughs> goods to the people. You know, I do that twice a month. So, uh, and, I, and I encourage more people to do that. These, these guys need your help. And just a smile, a handshake, a quarter will make their day. You wouldn't even believe it. You know, these guys have nothing. And anything they can gain right. is an advantage to them. So, you know. Wow. Thanks. Well, thank you so much, Fran, for coming on. You did an amazing job. We had some amazing guests call in. And, uh, yeah, it was a great interview. And once it's over, the podcast will be available. So we'll start promoting that for anyone who might not have been able to uh, listen to the live interview. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. Okay. Absolutely, Fran. Great job. And keep up the amazing work that you're doing. Thank you. Okay. We'll be in touch. Thanks. Bye. All right. Bye. All right, everyone, Fran Strine again, photographer, videographer, and the writer for Battlefield of the Mind. Please check it out. Go to chill.com forward slash V-O-T-M. 
And as you said, you can go to franstrying2.com. It's an amazing clause. The documentary, like he said, and I said throughout it, be prepared to have a box of tissues because it's just extremely informative. It's very uh, heartbreaking and just emotionally wrenching when you see the stories that these veterans have to tell and the um, significant mental disorders and post-traumatic stress that they're suffering from. So please support this cause and, like we said, go check out the website that he has. We're going to close tonight with No Words, and it's an amazing track off of the Battlefield of the Mind soundtrack, and please check that out, too. There's 14 songs on it, just amazing musicians. This track features uh, Mike Mushak of Stained, Sao G, also of Stained, Pete Murray, who we had call in earlier in the show from uh, Low Pro and Life on Planet Nine, and uh, David Elfison, who is from uh, Megadeth, the bass is from Megadeth. So it's a great song. We'll be back next Monday, uh, which will be the 20th of May, with uh, the Venetia Affair. It's a uh, punk alternative rock band, really cool stuff. So they'll be coming on at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Pete Murray from Low Pro is going to come on in a couple of weeks. We just have to solidify the date to promote his new album, The Disintegration Effect, which is out tomorrow. So check them out at lowpromusic.com. Couple of quick plugs because I didn't get a chance to do my plugs because the show was just uh, so great tonight and we just really didn't take many breaks. Um, let me go to them. Please be sure to check out. I'm a huge fan of comedy and we want people to check out all these amazing things that are out there. So please check out the podcast Davin's Den. It features comedians Davin Rosenblatt, Joe Curry, and Pip Helix. So if you're looking for a show that can make you think and also laugh, check them out. They go live Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and you can check them out at davincomedy.com. Also, for anyone out there who needs some graphic design, artwork, logo design, they do some amazing stuff. Go to quantumdesignlab.com and uh, check out all the services and all the amazing projects that they've done. And also, let's see what else we have in here for plugs tonight. I think that's... uh, yeah, that's good for now. Please uh, follow me on Twitter at Carrie Edelman. If you follow me, I will follow you. Also, please befriend me on Facebook. I'd love to keep in touch with everyone. I have two personal pages. Find the one that's unfortunately not maxed out because the other one is. And also, you can follow the Carrie Edelman Show on Facebook for upcoming shows, events, and more. Thank you so much for the support. And the show continues to just do a really good job with uh, helping all these Amazing artists and people in the entertainment industry uh, get their names out there and the products that they're doing. So thank you so much. Have a great night, and we're closing right now with uh, No Words, which is off the Battlefield of the Mind soundtrack. Take care and have a great night. known our time would be so precious I never should have walked away from you I never would have